it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is Wednesday, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, womp, 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 they lost. You know it, I know it, we all know it. We're going to talk about it in this episode. And I, I, I feel like some people might say, man, I, I want to tune into Let's Ride. Jeff might be kind of depressed. I'm really not that kind of guy. I'm, I'm a pretty optimistic guy in life in general. I'm, it, it, one loss for the Steelers, 11-1, and one, as bad as it was, is not going to get me down in the dumps. I'm not going to be uh, you know, a Debbie Downer. I always love that Saturday Night Live skit, by the way. Uh, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. I was a little bit older, maybe back in the early 2000s. But still, the Pittsburgh Steelers lose. They lose 11 11- they're now 11 and 1. They lose 23 to 17 to the Washington football team in week 13 at Heinz Field. And I got to be honest with you here, folks. I got to be honest with you here. I had a feeling that this game was going to be a tough contest. Now, I did not predict the Steelers to lose. I'm not taking credit or anything like that. I'm not saying that I saw something that nobody else did. Nope, not doing any of that. But when I watched this Washington team on Thanksgiving play the Dallas Cowboys, and when I watched them previously, now you got to remember, I live in Maryland. So the, the two teams that we get on the AFC side is the Baltimore Ravens and the NFC side is the Washington football team. So I, I, I see a lot of these teams, even though I have Sunday ticket and I can watch all the games, uh, they're always around. You see highlights all over the place because on the news channels, that's what they show. This team had been improving dramatically since Alex Smith took over and started to settle in. Early on when Alex Smith took over, he... Trust me, he was rattled, obviously so, but now he, he's he's settled in, and he's a very efficient quarterback. That was on display on Wednesday. I'm sorry, Monday. Goodness gracious, I can't get my days straight because the Steelers, Lord forbid they ever play on a Sunday again. My gosh, thankfully, they play on a Sunday this week. 
<laughs> so good news for me. So what are we talking about here today? What are we talking about on this Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning Let's Ride podcast? I'm lo- I want to talk about the Steelers' response here. That's what I really want to talk about. I want to talk about the response. And then in the second segment, I'm going to go to winners and losers because that's what I always do after a game. And I want to finish up talking about Talking about these Steelers and their response, and not not the same response. It's different. Trust me, it's different. It is different. You'll want to stick around to the end of the show. Trust me, you just do. We'll put it that way. This is, in my opinion, okay. The Pittsburgh Steelers have been playing iffy the past few weeks, but they've been winning. And so I've I said it a million times on this program. I'm not justifying any wins anymore. I'm not going to do it. If they win the game, you win the game. The problem is, is that sometimes, even when you're winning ugly, bad habits are developing. And sometimes those bad habits can rear their ugly head. And that's exactly what happened on Monday at 5 p.m. when the Steelers lost their first game. So I want to see how this team responds. I'm kind of excited for that. They have a tough game coming up on Sunday night against Buffalo, in Buffalo. But this, to me, is going to tell me what are the Steelers going to do when they just got punched right in the face. What are they going to do when they got punched straight in the nose? It kind of reminds me of the schoolyard bully who finally gets got. And if I say that on purpose, I, I understand grammar, trust me. But they finally get got. Someone gets them. That's what I'm talking about. It reminds me of, yeah, I'm a huge Christmas guy, okay? If you don't celebrate it, understand I'm talking about a movie here. All right, but I one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time is A Christmas Story. And I used to grow when I was growing up, I recorded this, I taped it. I can actually say I taped it. I put in a VHS tape and I taped A Christmas Story. And I grew up every Saturday I'd wake up early in the morning. My parents didn't even know I did this. I had a tape that had The Grinch, the 30-minute animated Grinch and the Christmas story right after. I'd wake up early every Saturday leading up to the holiday, and I would watch that. I know that movie front to back, left to right, every single word. Every character's name. I know them all. It's, it's, I love it. I love that movie. But the Steelers remind me of Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas was the bully, not the little toady. He was the bully. He had yellow eyes. So help me God, yellow eyes. And Scott Farkas is the one that's always picking on those kids until one day Ralphie has had enough. And he comes back and he goes after him. So how are the Steelers? If they're Scott Farkas, guess what? The Washington football team's Ralphie, and they just got the best of them. And they're bloodied. So how do they respond? What happens next? That's what I want to know. And a lot of fans, if you listen to Mike Tomlin's press conference on Tuesday, he was basically saying the same thing. The team's never experienced this before. And so you're kind of wondering, what's it going to be like? I was anxious to even see last night on social media. What exactly was this going to look like? Because everyone loved all the celebrations. And they uh, Juju and Chase Claypool were doing their TikTok dances. And that's all great. You know, it's just so much fun. We're all winning, losing, never heard of her. Always open, 7-Eleven. Look. I like I love that stuff. I think it's awesome. I love when the players give a glimpse of the locker room, but you know what? I was happy with what I saw. You know what that was? A whole lot of nothing. 
you had a couple tweets from back to the lab, a couple tweets. That was a humble loss. couple tweets when we're going to be better, couple tweets, you know, that's on me, whatever the case may be. But it was a lot of silence because right now, in my opinion, the Pittsburgh Steelers motto for this week should be speak softly and carry a big stick. Speak softly and carry a big stick. I don't want to see any player going on Instagram and putting up these reels, these TikTok dances. I don't want to see them doing any type of live. Look, shut up. That's what I want. Shut up and focus on your job. Because you can ask Juju Smith-Schuster from 2019. He went from fun-loving, perfect Juju. Everyone loves him. They stole his bike. They got the bike back. He becomes... Pittsburgh's second son. But in 2019, when all of a sudden the the product on the field goes south, fans aren't going to tolerate the crap. Period. Period. I'm not saying I'm with them. That's just fact. You follow the fan base, you know what I'm talking about. So as of right now, they're following the protocol but perfectly. And the protocol is when you lose a game, you keep your mouth shut. You don't say anything. You just get back to work and you do your job and you do it better the next time you play. So, so far, I was happy to see that. I don't want to hear, I hope it continues for the rest of this week. But the one thing the fans really want to know, they want to know what can be fixed. So you got punched in the face. And yeah, I, I think that, by the way, last Wednesday, I believe it was, I did a whole episode on the recipe for the Steelers. Uh, well, though I was after the game, I'm sorry. After the Ravens game, I said how there was a recipe now developed for how the Steelers will lose a game. And that is they have to beat themselves. I think that happened again, pretty much. There was also some help from the officiating. (laughs) Let me put it that way. The end of the first half, some of the ridiculous penalties and calls, it was horrible, but still the Steelers beat themselves. Dumb decisions, the interception at the end of the game, a ton of drop passes, blown coverages, missed tackles. You see where I'm going with this? If the Steelers play up to snuff, and if they catch those passes, and if they don't turn it over, and if TJ Watt doesn't try to scoop and score the fumble uh, recovery and just falls on it, it could be a completely different game. But here we are. A loss is a loss. So what can the Steelers fans actually expect from this team this upcoming Sunday, Week 14, at the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football? We all know that there needs to be change. Anyone with two eyes that had a television set that was watching the game knows there needs to be change. So you have three games in 12 days. That's not a lot of time to make these type of adjustments. So I thought to myself, what could be some change that fans can actually look to and say, okay, these are realistic things that could actually happen. You might get the fans or the podcasters or the YouTubers that say, well, what needs to happen now is they need to fire Randy Feetner. They need to have Matt Canada calling the plays. They need to put uh, Derek Watt back there in fullback, put Ben under center. Look, I, I get the knee-jerk reaction to want to do the drastic thing. I get it. I'm a fan too. I understand it. However, realistically, that's never going to happen. The Steelers are not going to fire a coach when you're 11 and 1. 
That's the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my life. And not only is it the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my life, it's also the most unstealer-like thing I've ever heard. When was the last time the Steelers canned a coach middle of the season that wasn't involved in some type of issue off the field? Keep that in mind. And they canned a coach in the middle of the season when their season was going as well as this one. I'll wait a second. You can think about it. That's right. It has definitely not happened in the Mike Tomlin era. We'll put it that way. It has not happened in the Mike Tomlin era. The Steelers just don't operate that way. So what are some actual changes that fans can look forward to that could actually take place on Sunday that could actually make a difference in the outcome? Because right now, Steeler fans are saying, here comes a two-game losing streak. Because the last two Two weeks, they've seen a pretty poor product. I can't even say two weeks. It hasn't been two weeks. The last two games, it's been pretty poor, especially on offense. So let's let's talk about this, okay? First, I'm going to say let's not overthink these changes, these fixes, quote-unquote. The, the Steelers are probably going to get two pieces of the puzzle back on offense that are going to be very, very helpful to get them back. First, and the biggest, no doubt about it, is Marquise Pouncey. Mike Tomlin said on Tuesday that he is going to be off the COVID reserve list and he's going to start working his way back. I don't know how sick he was, if he was sick, what his symptoms were like, but barring him really needing an extra week to get himself acclimated, he should be back. If he's back, that's really, really important. Think about this. When Pouncey played, the offense never scored less than 24 points with him in the lineup. Since he's been out, they have, haven't even touched. They haven't even touched twenty points. So some might say, "Well, that's not him." That's fact. Can't take that away. Period. Next, James Conner is going to be back, and you may not like James Conner. You might think that he's fragile. You might think that he doesn't run the right way. You might think that he can be a little loose with the football. You may just not like the guy for whatever reason. I don't know that he's a cancer survivor. If, if so, that's pretty. That's pretty cold, but still, there's a lot of people that don't think Connor is the guy. Now, you have to see at this point that James Connor is a better option than what we've seen the last two weeks. He's better than Benny Snell and better than Anthony McFarland. I still, by the way, think that Anthony McFarland can be a really, really good third down back for the Steelers. He is just young. He's still learning. Uh, no one expected him to come into the NFL and take the world by storm. If you did, I'm not sure really from Maryland, this guy that had was banged up his whole senior season. No, I didn't think so. Um, I think that he could develop into a really good third down back for the Steelers, but Connor's the guy that he's a three down back. He's going to give them some level of consistency. Him being back is going to be an upgrade. Okay. They both should be able to immediately help. And there's one more. If Chris Boswell and Tomlin said that he's going he's gonna to work out this week and they'll see how it goes, if he can be back, well, then all of a sudden you have a kicker that can make a 45-yard kick, unlike Matthew Wright. That's not a cut on Matthew Wright. It's just Tomlin didn't trust him to make a 45-yarder. And so because of that, that's a kick that Boswell was sent out there without even hesitation. 45 yards, sure. 50 yards, probably would have sent him out too. Having these players back is going to really help, especially Pouncey, especially Pouncey. He does so much in terms of calls. 
He and the offensive lineman next to him, Filer and DeCastro, play well together. They know each other well. That's big. The next fix. Catch the freaking football. I'll say it again. Catch the football. You may say, well, Jeff, this is pretty elementary. It is very elementary, and it's also a concentration issue. This isn't a schematics, we need to fix this, this, and this, and this. No, this is a, guys, if you just go out and catch the ball, we're having more third down conversions. We're moving the ball. We're giving our defense a rest. We're potentially putting ourselves in more scoring positions. All these things, you, you know, you're adding points on the board. You're you're talking about time of possession. All these things that equate to wins can be solved if you just catch the football. We're talking Eric Ebron. We're talking Deontay Johnson. We're talking Juju Smith-Schuster on occasion. We've talking Chase Claypool in the past with drops. I mean, my goodness, I, there's been a lot of drops by a lot of people. Flat out. If they can fix that, and I do honestly believe people are wanting to give excuses left and right. Ah, oh, it's the cold weather. If it's the cold weather, the Steelers are screwed. They are screwed. Because you're 11-1, and one, and unless you completely fold like a cheap lawn chair down the stretch, there's a good chance you're going to host at least one playoff game. And if you host a playoff game in Pittsburgh in January, you would. <laughs> if it's warm, I will be stunned. I'll put it that way. I want to say, you know, there's no chance, but there is always a chance that you get a nice day and it's not that chilly, but the the likelihood of it being a night game is high and it's going to be cold. So if these players can't catch a cold football, then Mike Tomlin better be putting those footballs in ice during prep before practice and having Roethlisberger throwing bullets to these guys with cold footballs. You got to work on it. It's a concentration thing. Make the plays when they present themselves. Yes. This is a fix that can happen overnight that can impact the team in week 14. And then lastly, the defense giving getting a chance to have a plan in place with the players they have available. This defense, and I got to be honest, they're so good. They are so good. The heart of this, the backbone of this defense, I'm talking TJ Watts, Stefan Tuitt, you know, you, you, you can throw in um, Cam Hayward, Vince Williams, Minka Fitzpatrick. And they are the heart and soul of this defense. They are so good that even when they're getting decimated with injuries, they still have a product. I believe that the cornerbacks in the secondary situation is very much like the wide receivers. You lose one, you're okay. You lose two, now you're in trouble. And we saw that on, on Monday when Joe Hayden left with a concussion. Now, Joe Hayden, is a, he's in the protocol. It's unlikely he's going to play this week, just to be honest with everybody out there. But ne- Steven Nelson might come back. So if Steven Nelson comes back, you put Cam Sutton on the other side, and you're okay. You miss both of them, now you're in trouble. But the defense will have a chance, and it was almost an entire week, to put an actual plan in place with the players they have available. No Robert Spillane this week? Okay. They're going to be able to put Avery Williamson, get Marcus Allen in there, maybe some Sean Davis. I, I doubt it. I wish they would, but they, they just seem so hesitant to do so. They're going to find ways to get players on the field and have a plan in place. And those plans, you like it or not, they seem to work. Seem to work. 11-1 and one does not lie. So those three things, folks, can, can change this week and help improve their chances of winning next week. I know you probably wanted me to talk about the running game, but I don't think that's an overnight fix. I really don't. James Conner's not going to save the day, folks. It's going to take time to develop that running game. Could it be better? Yeah. 
But at the same time, it's gonna that's not going to be an overnight. These are things that can happen overnight and can help the Steelers win next week. So think about that. Think about that as we take a break. And we come back from that break, we're going to go over winners and losers. And boy, do I have a story for you all to finish up the show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers, Jeff Hartman here, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for the second segment of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast. Quick reminder, make sure BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. And also, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you follow us. Just search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Hit follow, hit subscribe, give us a good rating. We appreciate it. Let's get to the winners and losers from this game on Monday. And a lot of people might not want to hear about this stuff, but I think it's worth talking about. If we're going to spend time talking about all the wins, you got to spend time talking about the losses too. I came up with four winners and eight losers. Did you expect something else? Four winners, eight losers after Monday. Let's go with the winners first. Top winner, TJ Watt. Six total tackles, five solo, one sack, two tackles for loss, one forced fumble, four quarterback hits. Holy cow. Watt was a, a beast. And I think that to me, it proved that he doesn't need to Bud Dupree. I think that Watt kind of came to this game saying, look, I wish Bud was still out there. He's my he's my guy. He's my teammate. He's my friend. But I'm out here to prove that Bud Dupree doesn't make T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt makes T.J. Watt. And he did just that. But a lot of people in the, in the comment section of the article that ran on uh, Tuesday, man, they were like, well, T.J. had the holding penalty. He also didn't get to the forced fumble. Look, you can't make every single play. TJ Watt makes almost every single play. He's a winner in my book. Next, James Washington, two catches, 80 yards. He had a 40-yard average, one touchdown, and that was on four targets. You know, on a day when it seemed like every single receiver had a a mental brain fart, uh, James Washington did the most with his opportunities. I've said it a million times. Washington's a guy. He's not going to get the targets that Deontay Johnson does. So when he gets those opportunities, he needs to cash in. And boy, did he cash in on Monday. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger has kind of been lobbying for him to play more. We'll see. The question there is, if he plays more, who sits? Well, in week 13, it was Chase Claypool at sat. I don't like that. If anything, let's throw him in the mix with some other. They got to be creative if they want to get him on the field. But I don't like seeing uh, Chase Claypool, of all people, sitting over James Washington. But James Washington is a winner. Next winner, Mike Hilton. Six tackles, five solo, two tackles for loss, one pass defense. Almost had a brilliant interception, but like my brother always says, there's a reason they play defense. Uh, he's not a Hilton's not a perfect player, and he made some mistakes. He missed some tackles, but boy, did he flash on the screen a bunch of times as a as a disruptive defender. None bigger than the fourth down where the Washington football team went for it in their own end. Uh, he 
boy, you read the, I don't know if you read the play or just took a gamble. It paid off and tackle for loss, turnover on downs. Mike Hilton, good to have him back. Looks like he's finally healthy. Final winner of the game goes to Stefan Tuitt. He had three tackles, two solo, one sack, one tackle for loss, and one quarterback hit. Welcome back, Stefan Tuitt. After missing the Ravens game with COVID-19, uh, the reserve list, he made his presence felt in a big way. He was stopping the run, getting after Alex Smith. Good to see him back out there. It was a good performance. He's definitely a winner. Now let's get to the fun stuff, if you want to call it that. The losers. Uh, we're going to start off with the top losers is the pass catchers catching passes. I kind of alluded to this um, uh, earlier in the first segment. The stat line is just more and more and more drops. I don't even know what to say. Pro Football Focus put this out on Twitter. The most drop passes since week 12, the Steelers are leading the NFL with 13. With 13. I don't even, do I need to tell you all that week 12 was just the Ravens and the Ravens and the Washington game? That's only two games, folks. 13 drops. Think about that. Next loser, the short yardage offense. Uh, it's a, the stat line. I just wrote another head scratching game. The sequence for the Steelers at that goal line, they ran six plays. <laughs> I feel like this was like the perfect picture. If I were to paint a picture of the Steelers offensive struggles, it would be that goal line stand. Why they tried everything play action. Check eye formation. Check spread them out. Check trick plays. We'll th- try throwing it to Gerald Hawkins. Who just came off the COVID list. Check tried it all failed at them all turnover on downs. Now, while a lot of people say that that was the, the kind of like the straw, which broke the camel's back. I disagree. The Steelers defense gets a three and out. And then the next play from scrimmage, James Washington's 50 yard touchdown. So it kind of the ebb and flow of the football game, but that was just a bad example of football period. Next loser, the third and long defense. Some will point to the goal line situation. Some will point to the end of the half. I'll get to that in a second, by the way. I point to the third and 16 in the first drive of the third quarter. The, the Washington gets the kickoff to start the second half. They're moving in the wrong direction. Back-to-back penalties. They have a third and 16. They run a perimeter screen, and they get the yardage necessary, and it was all downhill from there. That can't happen. I know that there were injuries. I don't care. That can't happen. That was bad. Bad all the way around. Just atrocious. Gets me fired up just thinking about it. Next, the next loser, the running game. Listen to this stat line. They had four, the Steelers as a team, by the way. This is not an individual, a team. 14 carries, 21 yards, 1.5 yards per rush. Just when you thought the Steelers running game couldn't get any worse, the week 13 (laughs) running game says, hold my beer. They averaged 1.5 yards per rush, 21 yards. Anthony McFarlane had a nine-run yard that was the longest run of the game for the Steelers. I don't even know what to say about it anymore. I don't even know what to say about it anymore. I don't think Mike Tomlin does either, if you listen to his press conference. I don't think he does either. Next loser, the red zone offense, one for three on the day. The Steelers' red zone used to be lights out, and now they have just struggled. It's not about how many times you get in the red zone. It's about cashing in when you get there, and they have not been doing it, period. This is, the this is I think, the second game in a row. They've only scored once. Um, 
And when you look at the the statistics, the Steelers at home especially is really bad. They're like 55% uh, conversion rate percentage, 75% on the road. That's a significant difference. Overall, they're 62.7 conversion rate in the red zone. That's got to improve. It has to improve for this team to compete. It has to improve for this team to win and be dominant. Next loser, defensive adjustments. J.D. McKissick, who's a running back for the Reds, I'm sorry, Washington football team, he had 10 receptions for 70 yards on 10 targets. So this almost all happened in the second half, and it really was the the Washington football team said, we're going to just try throwing it out there in the flat and letting our guys make plays. The Steelers couldn't stop it, and they never adjusted. And if they tried, it just failed. It went down, it went over like a lead balloon. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. Just not good enough, period. Two more losers to get through. Injuries. Two more defenders go down. Uh, we obviously know about Joe Hayden's concussion. Robert Spillane, they're waiting for further evaluation on his knee injury. It was reported that uh, by Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that he, was that he meaning Robert Spillane, was not going to be lost for the season, but uh, he's going to miss some time. Mike Tomlin did not say that today during his press conference, so we'll have to wait and see exactly what the news is for Spillane. But still, that defense has already had a lot of injuries. Dealing with more, especially at inside linebacker, is going to be tough. And the final loser has to go to the officiating crew. They were awful from start to finish. Uh, whether it was TJ Watts hit on Alex Smith that was ruled a fumble, and there was a flag thrown, then the flag gets picked up, and it was ruled incomplete to the botched situation at the end of the half where Alex Smith, not a member of the Steelers, runs off the field with a football, and the officiating crew decides we are going to stop the clock for Washington. Washington takes the ball off the field on their own, and we are going to stop the clock, basically giving them an extra timeout, letting them kick the three points, and giving them some momentum going into half. Mike Tomlin said it best when he was asked about it in his press conference, quote-unquote, I knew they were wrong. What else can you do? Hey, there's nothing else you can do. You can't challenge that. That's just ineptitude by the, the officiating crew. And that's exactly what they were. They were inept. They were awful. Absolutely awful. If I'm the NFL, I'm having a discussion with that crew and saying, guys, what was that? When they went to Dean Blandino, who used to be the director in, in charge of the officiating he tried to explain it and he couldn't. He absolutely couldn't. He got to a point where he's like, I, I honestly, I don't know. Cause it was that bad. So there you have my winners and losers, four winners, eight losers after the Steelers were losers in week 13. All right. So let's finish it up. I've been teasing this story. Okay. I've been teasing this story. I'll tell you something about this Steelers team. I'll tell you something about this Steelers team, this current team. These guys. Some of them, these guys, they need to toughen up a little bit. And when I say toughen up a little bit, I'm talking about on social media. <laughs> I'm going to try to tell you the story without telling you the player. Okay, I, A player reached out to me <laughs> via Twitter, via direct message, basically calling me a fake fan and saying that I don't know what I'm talking about and that... Uh, I need to basically keep my mouth shut. So not only was I kind of taken aback by that, 
but I was thinking to myself, what did I say about this guy that was so bad? I'm not, I might be critical of, of performances, but I'm never one that's going to, I never curse on Twitter or anything like that. Um, I, I just try to call it as I see it. So I went back and found the, the, the I guess the, it was the only tweet I mentioned this player during the game. And I was like, man, that was not derogatory at all. That was literally just a man. If they were doing this, I'm not sure what this person was doing. That's exactly what it like the context of it was. And he take and by the way, didn't tag him in the tweet. Just said his last name. That tells me that either someone brought it to his attention or he's searching his name on social media. Whatever the case may be. Holy cow, man, get tougher skin. I didn't say you sucked. I didn't say that you were a waste of a draft pick. I didn't say that you're awful. I didn't say you don't belong on this team. I said nothing. And there's other players that are out there saying, oh man, why why are people coming at me? Where are the Steeler fans? Look, if you want all that love and all that praise when you're winning and you can't handle a tweet like, man, I wonder what this guy was doing. Oh man, you need to take a step back and you need to kind of reevaluate yourself and say, what's, what am I really doing here? What am I really doing here? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I was really dumbfounded. I mentioned Dave's, I, t- I messaged Dave Schofield and said, I just heard from this player. This makes no sense. Send him one. He's like, man, that's really seems out of the blue, really seems out of the blue. But this Steeler team, you loved hyping it up when you were 11 and 0. And I said it at the beginning of the show and I'll say it again. I don't want to see any stupid dances. I don't want to see any stupid tweets. Let other people talk because they are. LJ Fort, he put his, the, who's now a member of the Ravens, he put his foot in his mouth the other night. Cleveland Browns and their fans, they're chirping. Let them talk. Let them talk. Don't message me, an editor of a fan driven website. Don't do that. Message me, uh, a, a podcaster. Don't do that. Don't do that. Focus on yourself. There's plenty to focus on. Okay, don't do that. Don't be that team. Don't be those guys. Come on. You're better than that. You're better than that, period. Come on, guys. Gosh. Holy cow, folks. What a day. What a day. I hope you have a great day. It's Wednesday. I hope you have a great day. I hope that you are gearing up and kind of discombobulating, you know, not discombobulating, but just kind of letting the air out a little bit after that loss on Monday. It'll be okay, folks. It'll be okay. 11 and one. Don't go over to, if you live in Pittsburgh, stay away from the bridges, just, which is almost impossible, but still just, you will be okay. It'll all be okay. I should play a song, but I'm not going to. In the meantime, folks, you know how to find me. Uh, Make sure you check me out on Friday for the next Let's Ride. I'll give you my picks for the upcoming game. We'll talk about that game against the Buffalo Bills, wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers. Behind the Steel Curtain, follow us. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. In the meantime, you know how we end it. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Here we go. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.